Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. The COVID pandemic, it has changed so many areas of our lives, but in particular, it has really changed how a lot of us go outside or go to gyms and get exercise. What's safe to do and how could we get ourselves back into the groove of things to stay healthy and active? Well, for those of us who have New Year's resolutions to do more walking or take up jogging or running or some other sport... Now is the time to learn how to do so in an active and healthy way. So joining me on the line today, we have Dr. Spencer Chang. He is a sports medicine and orthopedic surgeon expert at Hawaii Pacific Health Bone and Joint Center in Polymomi. And we're going to be talking today about how to get out there and not injure ourselves. Or maybe I'm just projecting, Dr. Chang, because (laughs) the exercise world has changed a little bit and some of us have found some pandemic pounds that seem to have piled on. And so we're going to talk today about what are some ways to get more information on how to stay healthy and some simple tips and tricks we can do right now. So thank you for joining me, Dr. Chang. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. Now, you've been doing sports medicine and orthopedics for, boy, it's got to be a decade and a half now or so. Is that right? Yeah, I've been in practice for almost 17 years now. Um, When February comes around the corner, I would have been in practice for 17 years. Wow, that's a long time, I got to tell you, and I bet you've seen a lot of changes in how things are going and some amazing yeah, things. I feel old. <laughs> I know, me too, I'll tell you. <laughs> amazing changes in the last year, you know, some ways that I'm, I'm always surprised and, and humbled by how the medical world had to change and everything had to just flip on a dime last March when things shut down due to COVID. But now that we've been in the pandemic for a while and now that people are sort of wanting to get back out there and get back into exercise but still stay safe and healthy, there are some general ideas on what to do if you decide, hey, it's time to work on an exercise routine. So what are some of the things that people should consider if their goal for 2021 or for the rest of their lives is to do more activity and get in better shape. What are some of the what are some of the tricks that we can employ? Well, I think the most important thing is to a be active, you know, and be physically try to be physically fit, or um, you know, try to leave a healthy, active lifestyle. And the reason really is because multiple studies out there, and you know, I, I, I'm not able to quote all of them, but multiple studies out there. Um, talk about how it's important to exercise, and that's really probably the most important thing for your health. Um, you know, if you compare it to other risk factors like smoking or obesity or, you know, um, you know, hypertension or heart disease, even those things don't compare quite as much to be, being physically active and physically, um, you know, more fit. Um, and I think the, the most important thing, and there's so many different guidelines. Who knows if there's really a magic number of how much you should be exercising per week or what kind of exercise you should be doing. But, you know, some guidelines would point to, well, there should be the 150 minutes per week, you know, a moderate exercise or maybe maybe 75 minutes vigorous exercise. But I think the key right there is, okay, well, we got to do exercise. And then uh, stop me when you think you should stop me and if you have any questions. But um, you know, then you have to define, well, what is exercise? And that's the cool thing about it because there's so many ways to exercise and it really is up to us 
you know, creativity, using your creativity to figure out how to be active, how to just get your body to move. And that's really what we need to do. So I think about things people do every day, like taking the stairs at work if you have an opportunity to do so. Or if you're parking somewhere at a store, you know, think about having a long distance so that you can walk into the store so that you can incorporate some of that walking into some of your daily routine. The other thing that I think is kind of interesting is a lot of folks might be working from home these days, or if they are still working in an office, trying to find a way they could have a standing desk, you know, even if they've moved their office to home to have an opportunity where they're not just sitting all day, but sort of getting up, walking around and moving. You know, if you're not in an office and you're used to being in one and now you're in your living room, you got to make sure you put in a little bit more effort to get up and get around. Yeah, you know, I have a couple rules of thumb, I think. You know, I don't know if this is published or written anywhere. Actually, I don't know if I really came up with them myself. But, I mean, the the part of the issue with our bodies is that uh, I guess it has to do with inertia or, you know, if things stay in one position, they tend to stay in that position, you know. So if we're sitting all day long, things will tighten up, you know, and that's how we can see a lot of problems that have developed during this pandemic, um, for instance. So we see a lot of people working from home. Well, the, the issue with that is you tend to spend a lot of time sitting in front of your computer, probably probably with not great posture because we're not sitting in these you know orthopedic type of chairs. So with poor posture, sitting all day long, guess what? Your hip flexors get really tight. Then it puts more strain on your back, and, and you know everything starts to fall apart. And then on top of that, you add up the pandemic pounds that you can get because we're not really being as physically active as we normally would be. And so, you know, those things add up. Now, you mentioned about the tightness, and I think one of the things that people may not realize is that flexibility is something that may decrease over time as you get older. And you have to fight a little bit harder to keep your body flexible so that you can still do the same bending down and, you know, tying your shoes or picking up something that fell on the floor and maintaining your balance and making sure that you're able to, you know, reach behind you and make sure you can work on grabbing something if you need to. So flexibility, I think, is something that, you know, I use that old motto that I'm sure you've heard, if you don't use it, you lose it. And you can lose it and it's very hard to get that level of flexibility back. If somebody's sitting at home and they're doing work from home or they're sitting at a desk, maybe they do have a, a setup as a desk at home, you know, what are some simple tips on how to make sure that their posture is correct? Should they get a mirror and sort of put it on the side and try and keep an eye on their spine? Or what can they do? Because, you know, a lot of folks, if you're home by yourself, you don't realize your posture is not so good because you just don't see it. What can you do to, to help give yourself that little extra check to make sure you're doing it correctly? You know, that, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think one thing you could think about is kind of to stick your tail back and try to bring your shoulders back, you know. Um, it it kind of aligns your spine a little bit better, and it gets you in a position where uh, basically you're more balanced, and so you're not putting as much stress on your body. And I guess, um, you know, if you look at the yogis, in India, they, they may be up into their 80s and 90s, and they never have any back problems and because they have this wonderful posture, and yet they don't have any chairs with backings on them. And, you know, I, I guess part of it is just where we have gone maybe in society. Um, you know, we have not paid 
a lot of attention to posture. We have not paid a lot of attention to maintaining flexibility. And, you know, I think simple things like, and I wish I do too, I'm, I'm very guilty of this as well, but I think part of it is, is because we run through this rat race where, you know, I'm, I'm getting up at five in the morning and I don't really have that much time to do this, this sort of thing. And I wish I did, and I probably should, and probably should fit in somewhere. But, you know, I don't do it, but yoga is probably one of the best things you could do. Um, and I think you're exactly right. I think I, I wrote down, I, 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 I do this, I did this um, newsletter for the Hawaiian South Shore, and I wrote down some of the sort of the rules of what Changism rules or things that I, I think happen. And one of them is, is just that, that you do get tighter if you don't tend to use it, you know, or you don't tend to move in directions opposite of what you're doing all day. So if you're, if you're flexed at the hip, sitting down all day long, then everything in the front is going to get tight and everything in the back is going to get strained. Um, and so the positions that you need to do, for instance, if you're sitting all day, then you have to reverse that position. And we're not sitting or doing things typically where now our hips, you know, are at our waist, we're in an extended position, um, like in an arch back situation. You know, you're not going to go around arching your back that much. And they do that cat-cow thing um, in yoga. And I think that's a really important thing because you're working on motions to balance out the muscles, the soft tissues, your connective tissue, so that you don't develop this imbalance. Basically, basically what happens is you get this biologic um, leading, power, leading tower of pizza, basically. And, and so, you know, once it starts leaning over, things start to go awry and, and it's hard to catch up. And I think it's important to maintain sort of that balance in life. It's sort of a great metaphor for life because it probably means it's probably the answer for everything. But if you don't maintain a balance in your physical you know, attributes by doing something opposite to what something you're, you've been doing, then you're going to get develop an imbalance and things are going to start to go awry. All right. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. We're talking with Dr. Spencer Chang. He's a sports medicine and orthopedic surgeon at Polymomi Medical Center. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about what are some of those ways that we can create that balance so that we can make sure that we are stretching enough and we are getting enough activity and exercise, keeping ourselves flexible. And we'll talk about some goals that might have to do with a fairly popular race here in the islands coming up next month. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Ekahi Health, Ulupono Initiative, and The Hub Coworking Hawaii. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I'm here with Dr. Spencer Chang on the line. He is a sports medicine and orthopedic surgeon and expert for almost two decades. That'll age you, Dr. Chang. And today we're <laughs> talking a little bit about how to stay active and healthy for the new year. Now, right before the break, we were talking about doing stretching and balancing of our body. So, Dr. Chang, it makes me think about why they always say the best way to help your back is to help your front. You know, if you're going to work on strengthening your back, you've got to strengthen your abdominal muscles. You have to really work on strengthening those core muscles. Or when they say, you know, if you're going to stretch your quads in the front, your upper thigh, you have to stretch your hamstrings in the back to make sure that they don't get too tight as well. So is that sort of some of that opposite kind of balancing, stretching, or, or physical activity that you're talking about? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think I think in some ways you have to play catch up on one side because certainly there's been an overemphasis in our you know culturally for us to be in a seated position with our posture sort of hunched over and kind of flexed forward. And so I think like for me, one thing that I find very beneficial and I find that I actually will start to have back pain if it, um, is if I don't go surfing, which puts you in an arch position most of the times when you're paddling around, then I tend to get a sore back. And that's kind of one of the only things that really counteracts a lot of the sitting posture that we do a lot of our days, you know, and, and with COVID, unfortunately, a, a lot of people out there are forced to be in a situation where they're in front of their computer, you know, a majority or a large part of their day, you know, in a seated position where their hip flexors are now in a contracted position. And, and then you basically are getting stuck there. Um, and the same goes for a lot of other things. For instance, you know, like maybe people will walk around in high heels all the time, but if you do that, then your calves will get tight. And so I think the thing to be mindful of is to sort of be creative, you know, with your body movements. Um, and, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to go and do yoga, but um, if you're seated for a long period of time, you're going to have to get up. Um, that's why they have these these chairs where your your knees are bent and you're extended at the hip, um, those ergonomic chairs. That's why they look weird. It's like, why would anyone sit like that? But it's because you have to counteract the positions that you're in, um, you know, for a long period of time. And that's that's what it basically does. Now, if you use a chair like that all the time, you're probably going to have to sit in a regular chair, you know, every now and then. Um, so I think finding a program, um, whether it involves stretching or physical activity, that allows you to have a more full range of motion of your joints um, it's probably a smart thing to do you know and and so I think I think that's where yoga is probably if you're gonna pick one thing that might be one of them like yoga or something like Tai Chi or you know there's there's um, so many things that you can pick and uh, those are just examples of um, where you could start well it's funny because as I've talked to you I've improved my posture here because I'm like, oh, yeah, I know I was a sloucher. I was on the computer all the time. What was I thinking? And so, yeah, it sort of made me even just self-reflect and say, what should I do? I have to say, I'm very glad you said yoga and surfing and Tai Chi because I think Tai Chi is probably more my speed. I don't know if I'm flexible enough to do yoga, and I definitely know I'm not balanced enough to do surfing. But it really seems like you've given options for everybody. If you like doing land exercises, fast ones, slow ones. There's really some activity that will work the best for you. So it brings me to the next question, which I don't even know if it's possible to answer, but how safe are gyms these days? You know, I mean, it's one of those things where a lot of us would go to the gym. That's where we would get our activity. And unfortunately, now we're sort of a little worried about going to classes or going to places that are indoors. Is it safe to go back? And and if it isn't yet for some people, maybe those who are older or at high risk, how can they get some of those activities and get that same benefit when they're home? Can they get like walking buddies or, or what can we do for those folks? If they can't get to the gym, what's our next best alternative? That, that, see, that's a really loaded question, Kathy. So I, I love to I load them up. I don't up. know if I can answer it in terms of is it safe or, or, or is it not safe? It's certainly on not the person, black and yeah, white. It's sure. definitely a great area. But why don't we step back a few steps 
And why don't we think about what's most important in terms of how do we prevent from spreading COVID to one another? And the most important things with that are basically two main tenets, which are wear your masks, um, maybe three, you know, social um, you get social distancing, you know, um, physical distancing. So maintaining an adequate distance from other people who are not in your typical bubble, you know, and then and then also like cleanliness, your hygiene. So washing hands and um, that sort of thing. So if you can take those three things and you can say, okay, I can do those three things. I can wear a mask and, you know, and I, I go to the extreme because I have a history of asthma and I had a history of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So I feel like I'm at risk and I guess I'm old now too, right? <laughs> it's so, all as old uh, as you feel. I don't know. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, I take um, a lot of precautions and I, I'll double mask. I'll wear an N95 mask and then a surgical mask over that. So I'm double masking everywhere I go. And I'm wearing at least glasses, you know, or maybe eye protection on top of that. But at least I have my glasses. And there's, a def- there's been a study that showed people with glasses tend to have a lower risk of getting COVID, you know. And then um, I stay away from people. I, you know, I, I, I try to keep my distance. Um, and I wash my hands or I use some kind of, um, you know. Sanitizer. Sanitizer, yeah, sanitizer to to wash my to clean my hands. And now, if you can do those three things, and you feel you can do it safely, then maybe a gym is okay, you know. But you're not going to go to a gym, and you're not going to do jujitsu, right? You're not going to be wrestling and doing jujitsu and being up and with another person, or maybe you're not even spotting somebody, you know. Maybe that's too close, you know. Maybe you're on the stationary bicycle, but you're three stationary bicycles from the next person. So maybe it is possible to go to the gym safely. You know, maybe you're, when you're um, in common areas, you just have to be really careful about how close you are with other people. Maybe it's got to be set up in a way where it's the same people going all the same times, you know, so you have a group of five going at the same time. But quite honestly, when you take a look at that, there's still risk. And so who knows? How can we quantify that risk? Maybe in Hawaii where the COVID rate is a little lower than on the mainland, maybe it's not so bad. But, you know, staying at home and doing things at home, definitely safer than going to the gym. Well, and I guess the idea is there are some things that you can do in your home. And when we come back after this quick break, we're going to talk a little bit about what are some of the ways that you can take advantage of technology and virtual ways that you can participate in learning how to stay healthy and even doing physical therapy and seeing your doctor virtually and maybe even participating in something like the Great Aloha Run. We'll be right back after this quick break. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor PCAT, Pacific Center for Advanced Technology Training. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I have my sports medicine and orthopedic surgeon expert on the line, my colleague and friend, Dr. Spencer Chang. And right before the break, we were talking about some ways you can stay active and you can do things 
even in the safety of your own home. So if the gym is not somewhere that's safe for you, always check with your primary care provider to find out what's best for your particular situation. But what can you do at home? And I have to say, Dr. Chang, one of the things I've always been a little reluctant to do, given my challenges with flexibility, among other things, is yoga in a big studio. But you can now do stuff like that on Zoom. So there have been a whole bunch of different ways people can participate in exercise classes from the safety of their own home. Have you tried any of those yourself? Um, <laughs> I should have. Yeah, I, I don't want to shame <laughs> you. I'll tell you. I thought it was I, great because I, I was... nobody could see me. I was doing it wrong and the teacher will make a correction for you. But you're like, oh, okay, I don't have to worry. I'm in the safety of my own home. I actually felt it was a little bit more freeing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, You know, there's so much that you can do. There's almost no excuse for you not to be active because there's YouTube, there's Zoom classes you could, uh, you know, you could sign up for. Gosh, the, one of the big things right now is the Peloton thing, you know. I mean, yes, it's a bike, but then it's interactive. And then they have all these different physical activities that you do. It's not just a bike, you know. Um, you can set up things with your therapist or your trainer. You know, if you, if they have a personal trainer, uh, they, they have things on YouTube with for yoga or for uh, similar things like CrossFit or Zumba. Um, and the list goes on and on. And it's just amazing how many things you really can do in the comfort of your home um, and probably pretty safely. I think I think the key to it as well, and, and you brought up a good point is like a lot of times when you're in a group uh, in person and there's sort of this peer pressure when you're doing exercises amongst other people and everyone's looking good at doing whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah, I'm never looking good. And you're the one Spencer. who's not keeping up. I'm never you're looking like good. you're forcing yourself to, yeah, you're forcing yourself to maybe try to keep up with them, but maybe you're not able to. And so one of the nice things about doing things at home is you can just pop out. It's like, okay, I'm tired. I'm going to take a break. You know, going at your own pace is really important because of course we want to exercise, but we don't want to get your heart rate so high that it's dangerous and that, you know, have a cardiac arrest. So I think it's important to go at your own pace. And one thing that's nice about being able to do it from the comfort of your home is just that you could do it at your own pace. Well, and that brings us to some other things people can do online. So now you're participating in a pretty exciting seminar coming up because there's a lot of great information out there on how you can participate in activities and do things in a self-safe, healthy fashion. What's going on this Wednesday? Tell me a little bit about the next time we'll be able to hear you give us some great information. Yeah, we're doing this um, webinar, you know, so it's an online webinar um, where we're talking basically about how to get physically active, uh, live a healthy, active lifestyle, and and maybe touch a little bit about the Great Aloha Run and things like that. Um, is with uh, Dr. Jill Inouye, Dr. Asa Mills, who's a physical therapist, um, and um, Dr. Kwok is going to be... Um, He's going to be our he's going to be our moderator. So Dr. Doug Clark's going to be our moderator. So I think it's going to be really exciting. I think you know we'll cover a lot of important issues like we're talking about right now. And uh, certainly we'd love to have you join us at the webinar. 
Well, and there's a nice opportunity for people to hear from experts right there, live talking, and you can interact and ask questions and all sorts of ways that people can get some great information. It brings up another issue, which is how if somebody says, I don't think I can do 8.15 miles, but I want to participate in the Great Aloha Run, it's now going to be done virtually this year. So that's a new exciting opportunity for people who may have always wanted to do it, but a little bit concerned about doing all of that distance at once. People can do the race this year and sign up and do it on a virtual basis. Is that right? That's absolutely right. And I, you know, I, I love this idea. I think it's great. Um, again, I think doing a run, a lot of times when you do the Great Aloha Run, you know, I've, I've seen people who've, you know, basically signed up and they never really ran before or, or haven't been a runner and they just signed up for it and, and do it. And I, I give them a lot of credit for that. I think that's wonderful. You but haven't seen them the next day. Where <laughs> even with that, you know, you certainly don't want to be the last one in the race. And, um, and I can see how peer pressure could kind of make you not want to do the great, great Aloha run if you think that you're not going to be finishing it in great time or even finishing it at all. Um, and the nice thing about the virtual Great Aloha run is, gosh darn it, you can split it up. You don't have to finish it in one setting. You could do it in a hundred settings if you want to. And um, between February 8th and February 15th, you have eight days to do it. You just log your miles basically. And you could log a hundred feet at a time if you wanted to, and you could do this entire race virtually. And it's amazing. I mean, everybody could do it, you know? And so I think that's wonderful because not only, you know, maybe the, two-hour and 12-minute marathon runner um, is going to do it, but someone who could take days if they wanted to, you know, you could really just do this at your own pace, and that's what's really nice about this. You know, it gets me excited to think about, although everything sort of had to go virtual because of the COVID pandemic, we've actually found some unique ways that we can incorporate a whole different uh, segment of the population who might not have been able to participate before. So those folks who are interested who want to be part of it, they could actually go ahead and take a look and and decide, like you said, they want to do a couple of miles every day for a few days in a row. And that may be all they're able to do at once. But hey, they too can participate in the Great Aloha Run. So lots of good information that's coming up that people can take advantage of. I know that there are some websites that you can find and take a look at. Do you happen to know how people could register for the webinar i don't have the top of my head um i think they could I, google it, it or... on hawaiipacifichealth.org yep um, i think that's it hawaiipacifichealth.org that um, that'll get you links to the webinar and then for the great aloha run i think anytime you put there's only one of those around so if you were to put in your in your favorite browser great aloha run i'm sure the one and only gar will show up so that you can take a look and potentially get on board. And I think the other the other fun part about it is you could get a whole group of folks and you guys could virtually do the race together. Everybody go off and do their mileage on their own and then put it all together and the whole group might even have the same finishing time around there. And it could we could even see some folks participating internationally that have never been able to do it before because they couldn't make the trip. So lots of lots of opportunities there. So Dr. Chang, tell me, 
if there was one thing that people should do, like if I wanted to start an exercise routine like tomorrow, what's the safest thing that I could do? Should I just start kind of start a walking program? What would be the easiest way for somebody who hasn't been as active as they should be to start getting back into an exercise routine? Yeah, I think that depends a lot on the actual physical fitness of the individual at the time. So if they haven't been doing anything, um, you know, physically active, I think walking is a great way to start. But that doesn't necessarily mean that walking is the best thing for you. I think um, sometimes you're in a situation where maybe things on land um, are painful for your joints. Walking or um, swimming, you know, I could consider that too. I'm right. sorry. I could do some swimming too. You've sold swimming me, Dr. Too. Chang. Yes, absolutely. Or even getting on a stationary bike um, or elliptical trainer, stairmaster. Um, there's a lot of different things that you could try. All right. Well, you have given me absolutely zero excuses on why I can't find an activity that I'm going to enjoy. I want to thank you, thank you for sharing your expertise with us today on The Body Show. If you'd like to hear the show again, you can go to hawaiipublicradio.org. Follow the links to The Body Show. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Thank you to Dr. Spencer Chang. We will see you next week when we talk more right here on The Body Show. Mm-hmm.